Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this 10th edition of the 1853 podcast of this 2018-19 school year, we'll meet a couple of Mama's students who are working to get students more engaged with politics, civic life, and public affairs. Theater professor Doug Rankin will discuss the upcoming encore production of the Pitchfork Disney. And sports information director Dan Nolan will catch us up on a very busy time in Mammoth College Athletics. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Before we chat with this week's guests, some notes about upcoming events on and around campus. A reminder that Monmouth's Department of Theater has two must-see performances this month. The first is William Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. That will be performed this week, Thursday, October 25, through Sunday, October 28, at the college's Fusion Theater, which is at 230 South Main Street in downtown Monmouth. Then on October 30 and 31, there will be an encore production from last season, Philip Ridley's In Your Face play, The Pitchfork Disney. That will be performed in the college's Wells Theater, and it's a dark and disturbing play, the perfect way to celebrate the Halloween season. A little later in the podcast, theater professor Doug Rankin will talk to us about the upcoming Encore production. There's more information about both plays in the news section of the Monmouth College website. That's monmouthcollege.edu slash news. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. You can't read, hear, or watch a news story these days without being reminded how disenchanted and sometimes disgusted voters are with the political process because of such intense partisanship and polarization. A couple of Monmouth College students are trying to turn the tide against those sentiments by inviting members of the campus community of all beliefs and persuasions to come together for civil discussion. The two students leading the effort are Emma Hildenbrand, a political science junior from Menden, Illinois, and Joe Doner, an international studies and environmental studies sophomore from Arlington Heights, Illinois. And their effort is truly a bipartisan one. Emma also leads the college Republicans at Monmouth, and Joe heads up the college Democrats on campus. Right now, they call their organization the Discussion Group at least until they can come up with a more catchy name to name their group. Organizers of the discussion group say they plan to meet at least a couple times a month, maybe more often if the issues heat up. Emma says the new group starts with the premise that education and conversation are the cornerstone of building a healthy 
body politic. Uh, the purpose is just to kind of um, give people the opportunity to voice their opinions, to hear other people's opinions, and to learn. So if people who don't know anything, people who know everything about topics can come and experience learning about politics and get more involved in the knowledge um, of politics. Um, and I'm hoping that we can kind of find a way to bridge some of the gaps um, and fix some of the polarization that we're seeing across America today. That's my main goal is to kind of see that, you know, we're people before we're partisans. And that's really important to remember and keep in mind these days. Joe says he became interested in politics and current affairs, thanks in some part to his parents. I'd say I got interested in politics from watching the news when I was younger with my parents and just like seeing things happen and being like, why does that happen? What can I do about that? For Emma, her interest in current affairs began with gas prices. I was always really interested in politics. I know when I was in third grade, I wrote a very detailed essay about gas prices, something that my parents were completely blown away about because I was in third grade. However, that's kind of where my interest started. And then I think definitely with the election of 2012, I got really involved. I watched all the debates. I was very interested in it. And that's kind of where my politics interests really stem from. And it's just kind of grown from there as I I have gathered more resources and stuff to keep myself informed. Joe says there are a number of ways to get college students interested and engaged in current events and issues. Well, um, the power of like friends getting friends involved and kind of the power of peer pressure is something that I've been leaning on so far because I've got, I know plenty of friends and plenty of people that are already very politically interested and I was able to get them, you know, to join the college Democrats. And then it's just a matter of them, you know, talking to their friends and the people that they know that I might not who are politically interested. Emma and Joe very much want their group to be not only a place where members feel comfortable to speak their mind on any issue, but also know they will be respected when they speak by their peers. I'm trying very hard to be moderator and just make sure that everybody knows that it's not going to be an insult session. It's not going to be screaming. It's not going to be name calling. That's not what I want this to be. I want it to be an airing out of all ideas. I want everybody to be exposed to all the different ideas that other people have because that's how we get innovation. We don't get innovation by one mode of thought and sticking with that the whole time. Um, so I really want this to be a place where people can see that they have similarities, where people can see that they don't have to be black and white on everything. It's okay to be gray. I think the biggest problem is, is that there's so much emotion attached with politics these days. And so having something like this, you really have to make sure that it kind of stays not personal. You can't be personally assaulting each other. It's ideas, it's parties, it's not individuals. The discussion group is being advised by Monmouth political science professor Andrea Odette, who explains why it's important for college students to be involved with current events and in public life. Well, it's been a persistent problem that college students uh, vote at lower rates than other groups. They show lower interest in politics than other groups. Um, and some of that is okay. It's okay if not everyone is interested in politics. Um, but we certainly want to get more students interested and engaged in what's happening in the world because uh, in the end of the day, uh, it does affect everyone's lives. And I think once people start realizing the big impact that politics at all different levels, at the national level, the state level, and the local level, really do impact their lives. Uh, that That's sort of the opening to getting people invested in politics and uh, 
becoming more aware of the different issues and ways that they can get involved. Andre hopes that the discussion group can be a good antidote to today's hyper-polarized political atmosphere. Yeah, I think especially in today's polarized times, a lot of people see politics as a dirty game that they don't want to get involved in or that you need to have a lot of information before you get involved in uh, so that you don't sound stupid. Um, But it really is something that, again, it affects everyone and everyone has a right to be involved. And uh, it is something that even if you don't have a whole lot of information, Um, You can still start forming your opinions, uh, start getting engaged in the world around us. I think that's why this discussion group um, and other college groups on campus are really important because it helps people uh, decide what they believe and what they're going to do about uh, how they're going to act on those beliefs. Uh, So I think once people start, again, getting that information, they can really start getting involved in the world. That's political science professor Andre Audet. He's advising the nonpartisan student group known as the Discussion Group. It's being led by students Emma Hildebrand, the campus leader of the College Republicans, and Joe Doner, the campus leader of the College Democrats. You can read more about the Discussion Group in the news section of the Monmouth College website. And that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Halloween is now one of the biggest commercial holidays in the United States. And if you're looking for a play to put you in the Halloween spirit, look no further than Mammoth Wells Theatre. That's where an encore production of Philip Ridley's groundbreaking play, The Pitchfork Disney, will be presented on October 30 and 31. And following the Halloween Eve performance, a film will be shown just in case you need a little more creepiness in your life. The Pitchfork Disney was presented last February at Mama's Fusion Theater. This time, it will be performed on the stage of the Wells Theater, and that's also where audience members will sit during the play. As he did last spring, Mama Theater professor Doug Rankin is once again directing the production of the Pitchfork Disney, the kind of play that leaves you disoriented, confused, and thrilled. The loose and seemingly disoriented plot is about two teenagers whose parents disappeared about 10 years ago. The teenagers have found a way to make it on their own without any contact with society, but by eating a lot of chocolate in the meantime. Then two outsiders come into their residence, turning the teen's world upside down. Because of the play's mature subject matter and language, Audience members should be at least 16 years old to see the Pitchfork Disney. As Doug Rankin says, the play is truly one for the Halloween season. Um, It's got, you know, a little bit of uh, creepiness. It's uh, dark. Um, It's mysterious. And we really don't uh, know what it means exactly. But the audience will all probably get a little something different about it because... um, it's, it is sort of um, enigmatic as far as the um, plot. Um, it's, it's kind of what, you, what your mind makes of it and kind of what deep evil stuff goes on inside of people's minds that comes out on stage. Doug says that the play's small cast makes it an ideal entry into this year's regional competition of the Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival. Small cast, which was kind of critical in that we were picking it to compete uh, at the uh, regional 
Kennedy Center Festival, and it would have to tour. So um, we also had to make sure we had people that would be returning as seniors if it's selected. So um, by having only four cast members uh, and a fairly small set, it worked really well. And the length of it was fine, and the lighting demands were small. So it just came out to be a fairly decent show for this selection. Doug says he's been impressed by the actors who have been cast for the Pitchfork Disney. The thing I've enjoyed the most is seeing our, our actors grow. Um, I, I really was amazed because when I first read this, I thought, well, this is we have to have some pretty strong chops to handle something like this. And I was pretty much blown away. Um, but then I've seen those same actors uh, rehearsing for Midsummer, and uh, they really blow me away by their abilities. Um, so to me, that's the number one thing, though, is just seeing them grow, seeing that they can handle a show of this difficulty, uh, because it is extremely difficult. The Pitchfork Disney is a play that has influenced a lot of artists, including the filmmaker Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, uh, Tarantino has specifically said that he was influenced, especially I think for Re- Reservoir Dogs. Um, there's some definitely some Pulp Fiction in this. Um, one of the characters near the end is right out of Pulp Fiction. Um, so um, I know he was, I have no idea if Tarantino saw this production live. Um, it almost lends me to think he did because um, he was he used some fairly specific things that I don't think you get out of just reading it that you have to visually be inspired by. That's Mama Theater Professor Doug Rankin. He's the director of the Pitchfork Disney that will be presented in two encore performances on October 30 and 31 at the Wells Theater. And don't forget that A Midsummer Night's Dream will be presented this Thursday through this Sunday. That's October 25 through October 28, down at the Fusion Theater, which is down on Main Street. For more information about tickets to both the Pitchfork Disney and the Midsummer Night's Dream, check out the Monmouth Department of Theater website. That address is monmouthcollege.edu slash theater, and that's theater spelled R-E. You can also read more about the plays on the main Monmouth website, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu. Before we get into this week's athletic segment, a reminder of the multitude of ways in which you can follow Monmouth College in the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash Monmouth College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at This Is Monmouth. And when you're tailgating before this final home Monmouth football game of the season, be sure to dial up the pregame show on WRAM 1330 on your AM dial. Then listen to some great songs that Monmouth College has posted on Spotify. As we approach the end of October, we're entering one of those periods in college sports where one season is coming to a crescendo and another season is either starting or getting ready to start. For Mama's fall sports, this will be a big weekend as football, volleyball, and men's and women's soccer play their final home regular season games. Joining us to sort through this very busy period is Mama's Sports Information Director Dan Nolan. He's the person behind MamaScots.com, your official place on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Senior weekend gets underway on Friday night when the Scots volleyball team hosts Knox College. That match begins at 7 o'clock in Glenny Gymnasium. 
that will be followed by a pair of soccer senior days on Saturday. Well, uh, they've got their uh, season finale at home with Knox uh, Friday night at 7 o'clock. It'll be senior day, so that's big. And the women have played great at home. Uh, uh, we're 2-1 and one for the week going in uh, at Glenny Gym. And then the uh, soccer teams are at home on Saturday. It'll be their senior days also, uh, men at 11 and the women at 1.30. For the Monmouth football team, Saturday's a big showdown game against Lake Forest College. Both the Scots and the Foresters are 3-0 and in the Midwest Conference South Division. Each team has one more regular season game left on the schedule after this Saturday. You know, a win on Saturday doesn't guarantee the division, but it really puts you in the driver's seat with your foot on the gas. Uh, with just one game left after that, there's not a lot of room uh, to come back uh, from a, a one loss. So uh, it really is a must win on Saturday for not just Monmouth, but for Lake Forest, too, if they want to get into the conference uh, championship round. Since dropping their season opener, Monmouth has been on a six-game win streak. They've outscored their opponents by a margin of 261 to 31. Dan says that Coach Chad Braun's team has done a great job coming together in the last half dozen games. Uh, the defense is playing great. The offense is playing great. Uh, really, I don't see a weakness at all. Uh, it's very balanced, and I think the two units are working really well together. Uh, the Defense knows they can take some chances, and uh, and they, they know the offense will be there to pick them up, and vice versa. The offense knows they can take some chances, and the defense has their back. So it's just a great unit. Special teams are, are looking pretty good, and uh, you know that young secondary has really matured, uh, getting a lot of help up front, and, and then the offense. So. You know, Hayden Nelson right now is just on fire. Uh, you know, he came in as as a, a good runner and a decent thrower, but now he's just really elevated his game on both ends. Swimming has been the first winter sport to get underway, and Coach Tom Burek-Scotts opened the 2018-19 campaign in impressive fashion last Saturday in a dual meet in Pepperdine Auditorium against Knox and North Central Colleges. I uh, gave Coach Burek a hard time because he told me uh, going in he wasn't sure how many events they'd win and, you know, we'd be good to uh, to split that meet. And we go out and we win both the men's and the women's in the double duel and won 17 out of 25 <laughs> events. Uh, by far the best uh, start we've had, uh, at least since Coach Burek has been here and maybe in the history of, of the program since we re- reinstituted it a number of years ago. Uh, but the swim team, they're young uh, but very talented, and, and men and women. Women. I, I think we're going to uh, be surprised at the end of the year how well we do at conference. The next winter sports to start after swimming are the men's and women's basketball teams. Both Todd Scribzeth and Kyle Wilson have high hopes for their teams this season. Men's, uh, men have uh, some really good uh, guys coming in, and the women, uh, Coach uh, Wilson has filled out his uh, roster also. So I think both the men and the women are going to be uh, a surprise. For the men, you know, we graduated a lot, but we recruited a lot. And for the women, they're just continuing to make that progression forward. And I think we're going to have a really exciting time at Glenny Gym this year with the basketball programs. That's Mammoth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan, the man behind MammothScots.com, your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. And don't forget to follow Mammoth Athletics on Twitter. You can do that at MC Fighting Scots. Look 
Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll hear from legendary Monmouth art professor Harlow Bloom. He has a big show opening down at the Buchanan Center for the Arts. Communication professor Robert Hank will tell us about some fascinating research he's done that involves the media of China and Russia. And we'll check in with the friendly folks over in the Huff Athletic Center to see what's happening in Monmouth College Athletics. And that's going to be a 30 for this 10th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2018-19 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day. Thank you.